I don't I don't know I don't I don't know football like that as much as I used to. So I yeah. think it'd be funny because I I just pick nothing but favorites and they'd probably that's all funny. get creamed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And, and basically, we would just do like a tracker or something like that. It'd be so. extremely homerific. <laughs> well, if you're gonna be laying heavy on the fucking Raiders, then I think we're all screwed. No, <laughs> just go off. <laughs> I've been following this guy that's been betting the uh, nothing but home underdogs this whole season. Hundred dollar yeah. bets, every bet, and he's up like nine hundred dollars or some shit. It's like, you know, uh, like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I've been doing like I've been doing well on the money line, but every time I try to like try to bet points, I always fucking lose. I always try to take the plus points. So I, last week I took uh, I, uh, I took uh, the Bears plus ten and a half, and they ended up getting like smoked by like twenty. It's <laughs> the Bears. <laughs> Did you? Uh... <laughs> I mean, they, I thought they had figured it out. They had, like, do- they had dominated the Chicago <laughs> hasn't figured anything out in the past decade. <laughs> They're still trotting out these bum-ass kickers. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, let's get started. I hope you're ready, because once this train is moving, you can't stop it unless you hit pause or your listening device crashes. You're about to start listening to the Fool Court Press podcast. That's F-O-O-L, Fool. We don't mess up your name, so say ours right. A terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Sandoria McConnell. Mussolini or something? Fool's Court Press. Jamarcus Russell Wilson. You are going to hear the hard-hitting, well-researched basketball analysis. Kawhi Leonard has a size 14 shoe, so... Uh, and somebody else I can't remember is from four strangers with no chemistry and a high I am the host, Lufa, who prides himself on precise NBA opinion. Yeah, it's this big shire. It's the land of Luke Canards. Well, you know how, like, the Florida Panthers are, like, in Sunrise, Florida? It's, like, not, like, a real place. I am joined by NBA draft specialist and Tuchel apologist, Baldy. All of Florida's just made up. As well as Sandoria. Yeah, a real dick that guy is. Whose consistent fire takes. No, like, Luca, I think he's a real piece of shit. Luca's the owner of the Suns. I think he'd be a better owner. We'll scorch every part of your franchise. Trade <laughs> this motherfucker. Sarver's a real piece of shit. What a stupid name. Well, we got a lake up there. We're the Lakers. Still a better name than the Thunder. Yeah, real dick that guy is. I hate you. Finally, we have our Australian basketball enthusiast, Duke. Brooklyn Nets have three players who were born in Australia. So pay attention. This may be free, but it's important. But what does it mean? Jesus oh, fucking Christ, just shoot me. Everything yeah. will be fine. All right, so uh, we are going to start off with our favorite to- uh, favorite segment, uh, the topics of the day, or the topics de Jante. Luckily nothing, luckily, nothing of interest happened last week, so we can just kind of make this a quick segment. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there anything that you guys ha- uh, saw come up uh, last week that you thought would be interesting to talk about, Duke? Hmm. I don't think so. It was a pretty slow week, pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, Teams that won... <laughs> supposed to win they won was there lakers any, uh, gotta win yeah i mean i i got something for them so i hear oh sandy you have a you have an, a, an item that you'd like to discuss the fucking orlando magic <laughs> this, yeah i think that's that is a hundred percent a hundred percent where i thought we were gonna go with the, this so i'm glad to hear that the, the fucking <laughs> magic bro look 
They had a Man. game where their smallest starting member of the starting lineup was six seven Terrence Ross. Yeah, and and he wasn't even the ball handler. They had bull. They had bull bull bring it up. Three guys at six ten and seven two bull ball. Yeah, and bull uh, bull. I don't know if you guys saw recently. Uh, they shared they shared a, tw- a tweet through uh, StatMuse, which Sandy I know is your favorite. Um, uh, where they showed. They showed what his uh, what his blocks were for the first three years of his career were sixteen total blocks. Uh, right now, in the first eight games of the season, he's sitting at twenty three. Now, granted, that's a kind of a misnomer. He didn't play at all last season. He didn't play very much when he was in Denver um, either because of various because uh, he was just constantly injured. And the idea that you know, I, like, I mean, when you're watching all of this, you just like he's such an amazing talent. You hope that he can stay healthy. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's surprising how good he is uh, defensively, and um, the Orlando Magic have quickly become a must-watch team. Like you were one hundred percent right, Sandy, when you said that they would be the one that you would want to watch on uh, on League Pass because they just like I can't get enough watching them right now. Just they're such a fun team, very high energy, very young, and they just got a lot of unique players that you have to tune in to see. And they're despite all the fact that in. they can't win. <laughs> Yeah, despite the fact that they can't win, so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have uh, have to worry about um, the, the adding uh, Wembenyama uh, to Bull Bull and Bunkaro. Oh man! <laughs> that said, um, they are definitely a team I'm gonna watch. Uh, I, I picked them up. Um, I picked them up last night against the uh, OKC Thunder, and I, I ended up losing on that one. I picked them up against the Charlotte Hornets, and I end up winning on that one. But they're a team to watch later in the season when it starts coming to uh, to surprising some of the uh, surprising some of the slumping teams that are kind of like set in the playoffs, similar to like what we saw out of Detroit, um, because they they definitely have uh, the potential of being a high chemistry team. I think uh, later on in the year once they kind of figure everything out. Uh, th- They've got such a nice young nucleus, and they're playing this exciting. They don't even have Cole Anthony out there. They don't have Fultz out there. John Isaac, I mean, he's still in the league, I guess, but he ain't out here. Like this, Man, this I team's see- just got a bunch of guys that I want to watch. Who? You gotta stop talking about Fultz, man. <laughs> You think he's a much bigger deal than he really is. He was a number one draft pick. Yeah, it was. And then he got... Six years ago. <laughs> then he got, like, <laughs> cut. Like, I mean, he's nothing. <laughs> hey, man, it, it, he's in the name of the show. He's still relevant, damn it. That's right. <laughs> he's in the name of the show. He's relevant to me, damn it. The Folks Court Press. I mean, I feel bad for him because, I mean, no one wants to be a bust. <laughs> I'm kind of doing it at this point just to fuck with you. But seriously, I don't. I, I I actually get shivers down my spine when I see his name, which luckily I don't see very often, except for when I'm talking to Sandy. Looking at the injury <laughs> report. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Terrence Ross, by the way, only played four minutes last night, so no. that that might be why they lost. Uh, do you need yeah. Terrence Ross's production out there? 
I'm surprised they had him starting. To, they have him starting at all this season. To be honest, they they had been always taking him off of the bench uh, before. So it's uh, it, you know it's always nice seeing T. Ross getting a little bit a little bit of time to flex those six six seven muscles. And they have him playing the five again or the the three again too, which is unusual. That's where Toronto always used to have him. I always thought he was too small for it, but it's the new NBA for you. So is uh, so is there any other topics that you guys wanted to address at all? Um. So in trans so in transaction news, um, the San Antonio Spurs released uh, their first overall uh, first round pick from last season, Josh Primo. Uh, 19 years old. They just uh, they just picked up his third and fourth year options two weeks ago. They released Josh Primo um, because apparently he had a chronic habit of going around the office and flashing his penis at people. I'm uh, sorry, what? <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he did flashing what? Flashing his knob. <laughs> flashing his knob. Okay. Yeah. Good on him. The team psychiatrist was uh, evidently one of them. Yeah, apparently he was working on his uh, working on uh, working out his traumas, and the way he was doing that was by sexually harassing his psychologist, so yeah. or psychiatrist. Sorry. Um, so yeah, he is no longer a San Antonio Spur. He went on waivers, and uh, he cleared waivers. Um, luckily, that is the only uh, big piece of news that uh, that anybody is really talking about, other than of course uh, some news that came out of. Some transaction news that came out of Brooklyn, where they fired their head coach. Uh, Sandy, do you have anything you want to talk about with regards to the head coaching situation in Brooklyn? Oh man, I love Steve Nash. Those two MVPs, completely and totally legit. Canada's greatest export of all time, Steve Nash. I mean, at least he's got more time to make TikToks now, so that's pretty cool. I mean, to be honest, with, to be honest, with you, I feel, I feel happy for commentary. Steve. I feel happy for Steve Nash uh, because <laughs> because we saw we saw what he did last week. He got ejected from a game. He was yelling at people, and that's not the Steve Nash that we know. No, he's a violent no. man. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, that like this this job had been ruining him. Steve Nash, he won't lay down for anybody except himself when his back hurts. Now the timing of the uh, the the uh, the, uh, the firing was unusual. They fired him um, prior to the second game of a back-to-back. They fired him after a win, their second win in seven games. Um, you were on the money about that prediction about <laughs> how they were going to start. By the way, they've been sorry. Well, actually, I wasn't. I thought they were going to start zero and five, but apparently, they uh, apparently the Raptors are there to give every terrible team in the uh, terrible underachieving team in the East. A, a W. We gave a W to the Heat. We gave a W to the 76ers, and then we also gave a W to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> so, Playing down to your competition. <laughs> we lost to the 76ers without Embiid. He was ugly too. Oh man, and 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 Tyrese Maxey turned into like friggin' Allen Iverson. Like <laughs> Allen Iverson never made threes like that. Uh, it's true. He's Steph Curry. Sorry. <laughs> So, when it comes to the Nets coaching situation, I got one suggestion, one name in mind here. And I think mm-hmm. it's time we bring back 
the player coach. I'm calling for Coach Kyrie. Yeah, that would be a, a, a that would be uh, enlightening, especially uh, given <laughs> some other news that we'll probably have to talk about later. We'd definitely like to see him daily in front of a microphone trying to justify various decisions he makes. Coach Kyrie's going to flatten the curve that is this net season. <laughs> Straight downward, they're curving. Well, he's very immune to criticism. <laughs> Naturally immune. <laughs> After going 0-23 last night in uh, in field goals, maybe you should stop taking shots. Hey, man. Dion Waiters. Shots. <laughs> if you don't put them up, they don't go in. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> yeah, so so the the rumor is, is the deal is already signed, sealed, and delivered for Imae Odoka of the Boston Celtics. Nice, nice uh, clean hire. Is it yeah. not tampering, considering he's still under contract, technically? Come on now. Well, apparently they asked permission from the Boston Celtics, and apparently the Boston Celtics said that they could have him without any form of compensation. Yeah. They were more than glad to let him go. Yeah. That's what you're saying. <laughs> so, I guess, I guess my question here for everybody is, why would the Boston Celtics have such an illustrious, desirable coach available for free to give to a rival within their uh, within their conference. Does anybody know that what what happened there? I don't know anything about this. Pay a salary. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. So apparently, <laughs> this is news to me. Ime Adoka was suspended, not by the league, but by the Boston Celtics for one whole season. What? So they, what? No way. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's, it's crazy why how that happened. That happen? like that. Yeah, and apparently the reason why he was suspended was uh, for having a consensual relationship with a woman in the office. Uh, as was it the, the team Boston doctor? <laughs> Who knows? Other uh, other unsubstantiated reports have suggested that he was sending sending text messages uh, to other uh, other people within the office that were unsolicited, um, like Brett Favre type Madonna. messages, or I don't know. I didn't receive any of them, <laughs> so I couldn't verify. <laughs> Um, but I'll ask him for one next time he uh, next time I talk to him. I'd advise Maybe. against it. <laughs> Let's get him on here. <laughs> Show yourself. <laughs> wow. We're gonna ask the hard hitting questions. Yeah, at least we can tell him where to find his knob. <laughs> we. <laughs> so yeah, obviously that is a clusterfuck. Um, not only did you fire a coach seven games into the season, you fired him halfway through a back-to-back. You fired him after a victory. Um, so there's no real like con- cons- like uh, consistent logic there. And then, of course, you go ahead and hire someone who is not suspended by the league, mind you, but suspended from his current team. Because of if, because he's flagrantly flagrantly abusive within the his workplace, it's it's ridiculous. And then on to- add that on top of everything else, we're dealing with is- uh, they're dealing with uh, the Kyrie uh, Kyrie Irving uh, issues. You know, Kyrie Irving uh, 
previously had tweet, uh, retweeted an Alex Jones uh, tweet regarding uh, regarding con- conspiracies within the media. And then he's now retweeted a movie which suggests that uh, our modern understanding of <laughs> Hebrews are people who stole that identity from black people. And it also includes quotes from Nazis and one particular Nazi, the big one, Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Um, when questioned, the bad one. yeah, he's he's the bad Nazi. <laughs> he said the, the only bad. bad one. <laughs> <laughs> only one. The, I said that's a bad one. <laughs> oh, is that what you say? Because I heard the. <laughs> <I> heard... <laughs> oh, we're too young to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> that's I know what I, I hear. <laughs> That's what I heard on the street. So obviously, uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time uh, talking about this because I do. It's not a, it's not a fun topic, and I really don't want to spend time to, uh, t- talking about things that aren't fun. It's uh, bullshit that he's still uh, able to utilize the platform that has been provided to him. Um, it's bullshit that he's still on that team collecting paychecks. And it's bullshit that after all of this, the only fallout is is they fired uh, fired uh, their head coach, who, for all intents and purposes, appears to be a decent human being, when a trash person continues to be there to help them lose a game against a, a tanking team by shooting 23 shots and not making a single one of them in the second half. Kevin Durant... Was inter- it was asked after the game why he felt uh, why he felt like he had so many turnovers, having five that particular night. He says when he's the only person out there getting guarded by five people, turnovers are going to happen. He's alone. He's alone on an island because the person they decided to keep, uh, despite the fact that he has not been not apologized for his anti-Semitic uh, uh, anti-Semitic tweet or retweet. And refuse to take ownership of the damage that it causes, uh, because he he's a, he has to be out there. He has to take twenty three shots, and he has to miss those shots. It's all backwards. None of it makes any fucking sense. I I actually to the point where I actually don't want to address or talk about the Brooklyn Nets until they're eliminated from the playoffs this season. We we, we gotta we gotta talk about them a little bit more because it's time to seamlessly transition to another. Garbage fire, the Los Angeles Lakers. How the hell are they doing, Lufa? Well, the as addressed earlier, the Lakers uh, got their first win. Um, their first win. Is, One of many. Allegedly. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Westbrook's coming off the bench, and he seems like his old self again. For now. Here's my question. The Lakers and the Nets, which situation would you prefer to be in? Up until uh, up until about three days ago, I would have said the Nets. But after uh, after what's happened over the last like seventy two hours, I mean, no one should want to be in the Nets. If I was George, if I was uh, if I was Josiah, I would be looking to sell them. <laughs> I'd just be like, I don't want any. Uh, this is this has been a nightmare since I've been here. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> He doesn't even have to sell the team. All he has to do is just throw the garbage out. That's, I mean, that's it. you say that, but the entire franchise is cursed. They had, they have Kevin Durant, who is one of the most marketable stars in the in the world. In the world, <laughs> in the world right? They can't 
sell Bill. tickets. They 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 had uh, they had a team that was literally a toenail away from going to the championship two years ago, and they can't sell tickets in their stadium. They've had three uh, three to four. If we count if we count Simmons, they've had four superstars who have uh, uh, within within that uh, within that arena, and they can't sell tickets. They can't sell tickets, and on top of that. They just consistently cause problem after problem after problem after problem. If I'm Joe Sy, I'm like, what am I like? What am I doing here? What what is the point of all of this? You know, Status. just sell them and buy the Suns. Whoa! Let's 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 not do that now. Come on, <laughs> he he has shown an immense ability to mishandle a franchise. And his superstars and his talent, and uh, I don't want no part of that shit. the The thing is, uh, the thing is with him too is like, it was under his uh, it, under his ownership that they made the uh, they made all the tra- they made the transactions to bring in Kyrie and uh, Durant. Yeah. After uh, after they had a relatively you know good feel good sto- uh, story, obviously their star player at that period of time was Spencer Dinwiddie, which is not going to get you. So, that's only going to get you so far. But they made the playoffs um, while still dealing with the aftermath of uh, the disastrous uh, Paul Pierce Kevin Dar- Garnett trade. Um, so they uh, so like to be completely honest. Like, <laughs> oh lord, I forgot about that fucking team. So to be completely honest, they are they were in a position. To uh, they were in a position to, uh, like they were in a position where they were a feel good story. They brought in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant was obviously off with the Achilles. Kyrie Irving, you know, he was doing his thing, just screwing off, not taking anything seriously. And again, they made the playoffs. Right? Then the next season, everything goes to hell. They decide they're going. Uh, they decide that uh, you know. They're gonna fire their uh, head coach that had built the uh, built the culture of the program because he didn't want to start DeAndre Jordan. They traded their borderline star center in uh, Jared Allen for twenty uh, fourth or twenty sixth overall draft pick uh, that ended up getting packaged to to bring in James Harden. Um, they obviously said goodbye to the rest of their depth at that period of time, with the exception of Joe Harris. They then go ahead and they put uh, somehow put it all together under a new head coach, uh, Steve Nash, as he somehow makes uh, offense work with Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, even though they're always injured at different times and never really play together, and they somehow get to a point where they almost make it to a championship. Then... Then the pandemic happens. Kyrie decides that he doesn't want. He, Kyrie decides that it's more important to kill old people than it is to take care uh, take care of himself in society, <clears throat> and doesn't get a shot. And we then go through an entire season where, well, not an entire season, a part of a season where he doesn't play at all, and then the other part of the season where he only plays a, uh, plays on the road, and the team never has any form of chemistry. Uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Durant is injured in the beginning of the season. James Harden has no interest in being the only star, so he wants out, and he gets uh, he gets flipped for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons doesn't play at all, and yeah, that's uh, that that's that mess. We come into this season uh, with uh, the team not wanting to re-sign Kyrie Irving because you know he's a nightmare, and Kevin Durant wants out because they told them that his friend's a nightmare, and then uh, yeah. 
Now we're now we're nine games into the season. They got two <laughs> wins. They got seven losses. They fired the head coach, and they're trying to bring in a uh, bring in a, a person who sexually harasses people in the workplace to uh, to replace that coach. <laughs> and we have an anti uh, we have an openly anti semite uh, tanking games for them. So uh, yeah, oh, well, they did. Did I, they did I just throw give you guys at a, it today? <laughs> you see that? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. They they donated five hundred dollars to the anti defamation. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Sorry. Five hundred bucks. Here is some chump change. Five hundred yeah, bucks. So, I mean, how much how much revenue did Kyrie generate for that stupid movie? I keep hearing on all these podcasts. Oh, you know, I, I had to spend twelve dollars, but I had to watch the movie. I'm like, what? The, like, what are we doing? We know what this I mean, movie is. Stop giving money to it. Like, right. like if you're gonna bootleg anything, uh, bootleg yeah. that movie. Like, if you're gonna watch the movie, like bootleg that piece of shit. <laughs> like, like yeah, steal it. Like, right. listen, I, I don't like you. You showed me the screen clip where the guy was uh, the guy was endorsing Hitler. That's enough for me. I don't need any more after yeah. that. Like, like, kind of get the I don't picture. need to. I don't need to spend the twelve dollars oh, on Amazon Lord. to go and watch that movie afterwards. I don't need that poison in my life. You know, like, and stealing's okay. Yep. When he, when, he makes, fine. when Kyrie makes that bullshit argument about how he wasn't promoting that video, how much revenue did that tweet generate for that guy? That racist. Probably more than five hundred thousand. Yeah, exactly. I would guess, yeah. Just absolute. It's absolute horseshit. And uh, it's it's fucking crazy. No, it's the whole thing's the whole thing's a goddamn mess. It's the uh, everybody should just wipe their hands and just torch that franchise to the ground. They should relocate it to like, I don't know, Tbilisi or something. Seattle. So, uh, it's the so capital Tuesday, of Georgia. So Tuesday, when all this went down, it was like it was like, I mean, like two months of a news cycle and crammed into one day. Yeah, I could not think of anything to compare it to. That I mean, can you? The scene on Community where the guy walks in with the pizzas and the room's on fire. <laughs> Sure. That guy's name is Troy. Come on. I, I haven't seen the show. I just saw Danny the gift. And I just thought I'd share the gift. Donald. I hadn't actually seen the That's show. Fine. What's what's wrong with just seeing things and wanting to share it without having any uh, details, man? Well. Do you remember when? Hornets at home. <laughs> well, you know, the Hornets, uh, they don't look great right now, Coach. I got to go next. Is it going to be at home? Is, or they, I'm sorry, did you say that the, it will be the Knicks will be at home or the Hornets are going to be at home? Because I'm not sure how, how many Knicks. other players can leave the state. Knicks. Knicks at home. All right, so we'll go next then. <laughs> I mean, if the Hornets beat the Spurs by 15 to 20, surely the Knicks beat them by 40. Like, if they have supervision, do you think they'll let them go with, like, ankle bracelets or something? <laughs> hmm. Do they gotta have their parents sign a release form? <laughs> didn't uh, didn't they do that with uh, Caldwell Pope a few years ago? Uh, did they do uh, that? Am I misremembering that? I, uh, that is not a story that I'm familiar with, so I'm gonna need somebody to look into that. Oh, man. Uh, please, Baldy, contact the Vatican. We need an update on Pope. <laughs> I hope I'm right. I hope I'm uh, right about this. Yeah, so I think currently at the Vatican it's like 3 a.m., so we'll probably get them tomorrow. <laughs> uh, with that attitude, you won't get them at all. <laughs> 
you're listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, the next section that we'd like to talk on our topics, DeJounte, uh, would obviously be the rookie ladder. There's <laughs> nothing yeah, controversial. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so, uh, so Duke, you want to? Uh, you you mentioned that you were looking at the rookie ladder earlier today. Was there anything of note that you thought was uh, that you thought would be uh, interesting to bring up? I mean, well, I mean, you you talked about it earlier with me, like yeah. Shaden Sharps finally, yeah. finally on there. Uh, the sharpshooter, not in the top five, but you know. I, I mean, in a week where he was convi- uh, he was compared to Brandon Roy and Vince Carter. He uh, makes it to the seventh place on the on the list because he can't pass Jabari Smith. Um, it's impossible to uh, to compare the, uh, compare the two. Obviously, Jabari Smith, who's on a tanking team that hasn't done very much of anything, while other tanking teams are winning games, he's uh, he's out there lo- uh, He's out there losing, getting in fights with teammates, and having like an efficiency rating and uh, that's below fifty. Um, but you know that's cool. We got we that that we have him below uh, we have him below uh, or above Shaden Sharp, who's actually contributing to winning games. Just the lamestream media. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. To be completely <laughs> honest, I agree with Kyrie. Let's not talk about conspiracies. Why are we bringing him back up? <laughs> you just you just did a whole thing. <laughs> About let's stop talking about it. You immediately bring the fucking guy back up. You know that tweet you retweeted by Alex Jones. Maybe there was a point there. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of dangerous ideas in this episode. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk some ball. So the so the rookie ladder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean like jump Paolo, off like Bancaro, he's. Head and shoulders above the rest, right? Is he I mean, head and shoulders a, above the rest? I I, I think that Bancaro so. has like has a better, well-rounded like like uh, a game for Bancaro's sure. Bancaro's the best rookie. I, I think he's a more well-rounded game than yeah. uh, than a math uh, than Matherin, but like, I mean, come on, Matherin like to say he's head and shoulders he's better awesome. than Matherin mm. is is just not like that's not giving that guy credit. He scored thirty-three <laughs> points off the bench the other night. Like I mean, like the dude is a microwave. He's not getting minutes though. He's getting. I think he's averaging like twenty minutes a game. Yeah, because so when I mean, you're trying what he's to, doing is efficient. Like when you, the the reason why is because when you're trying to tank, you can't play Steph Curry, right? Like I mean, like you can't give him the minutes that he deserves because they're trying to lose games. They're like we want him, yeah. we want him to get people as excited as humanly possible, but don't don't push it too far, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's a ve- it's it's a very strong rookie class. I've done the yeah, math it really you is. could take that to the bank era. Oh, God. Yeah. I really wish my sounders worked. <sighs> <laughs> no. No, it's not working. Sorry. Is the computer buffering? Boy. No, Works for me. It's just stupid. It's <laughs> just stupid. <laughs> that was a great joke. The machine respects me. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go with that. All right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, also uh, also on the uh, the rookie ladder, you saw Duran drop out of the top five, um, which uh, you know I think is fair. He's Makes coming sense. off the he's coming off the bench, but he's doing a pretty good job. He's uh, fill, uh, filling out the stat sheet, averaging almost a double double uh, a game. Um, Phil, uh, Phil Ivy. <laughs> 
Jaden uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ivy, I got to be honest with you. I, I keep getting really disappointed watching that Detroit Pocket Pistons aces. team. Um, they're they're starting to turn it around a, a little bit better now, um, but uh, but overall but overall I was expecting them to come out to, come out of the gate with a little bit more uh, gusto. Sophomore slump. That's all it is. Figure it out. He's a rookie. Um, yeah, don't talk about. That's Kane. what I was gonna say. Like I don't really know what the rookie Kane ladder is, but I think <laughs> the key word is rookie. Cage <laughs> sophomore season. He's Important. the the engine that makes that train go. Sophomore slump. He seems to be turning it around though. He's he's been uh he's been he's been able to take over a couple games here or there. So um, they'll definitely still I still have faith that they're going to be a, a team that's going to be pushing to be in and around the in and around the plan. Um, I think that they have the potential to be a surprise team. I think Jaden Ivey though has to be a little bit more efficient, a little bit less turnover prone when he ha- when he's doing the ball handling. Um, and they just seem very clumsy when him and uh, Cunningham are playing together. Um, so I, I, I really, uh, I'm really hoping that 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 chemistry kind of irons itself out. Because once it does, I think that they have a potential of being a really good team. Um, but yeah, no, that that was my thoughts on the rookie rookie ladder. Um, Sandy, did you have any thoughts on the rookie class so far this season? Not anything specific outside of what you guys have already said. I think Bencaro has impressed me the most, but I wasn't shocked to uh, see that his game translates really well to the NBA. Um, he's already a star. Like yeah. from day one, he he was a star, putting up numbers. It's it's, it's great to see. That Orlando it's, Magic team is so fucking fun. They are, and it's I'm just so like I'm like, how is it that they're not winning games? Right, like I mean, like, when you watch them play, you're like, man, this, uh, like, you know, there's so many interesting players they're all young. over the floor. You're just like, you just like, and like they're in every game, right? But they just they have a difficult they have a difficulty closing it out. But that's why I think that once they once they have a little bit more experience under the belt, they're they're going to be a a team on the rise in the later half of the season for they sure. They are going to be scary. Do you remember Durant, Westbrook, Harden when they were still young? How sad. Yeah. Just just athletic athletic freaks in nature. Yeah, and they were the greatest athletes. And they they struggled at first, but when they started to get it down and they had more experience under their belts, that was a scary team. Yeah. Orlando Hot. is reminding me of that when it comes to their athletes. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I definitely can see that. Like, I mean, like, you look at their roster and you're like, and you think to yourself, at the beginning of the season, if I was to name their top three players on their roster, it would have been Ben Caro, it would have been uh, Wagner, and it would have been, uh, it would have probably been Cole Anthony, right? Right. Now it's like, I don't even like the competition there. It, it like. Wendell Carter Jr. has been so good. You know, Bull Bull has obviously been a complete revelation. The fucking unicorn. <laughs> like, I'm I'm surprised. Like, I I may be tempted to say the top three players don't even include Franz at this period of time, which shocks me because I so, I was so addicted to his game earlier, uh, like last year. Franz was great last night. He had a really good game, but I mean, he's still I, doing good. Like, he's like he's I think he's averaging like 18 points a night. You know, he, he's He's playing. He's still playing that like uh, that playmaker, uh, uh, playmaker in the low uh, low post and everything like that. It's just that you know Ben Caro has just been huge and 
Bull Bull's been a revelation, and you know Wendell Carter Jr. has been just dynamite. And it's really hard to it's really hard. I, I would say if you're trying to pick the th- top three, it's like which of those three am I bumping out for Franz at this point, right? Like, and that sucks me it's, because it's not uh, like he's doing a bad job. Who do you take minutes from when Cole Anthony's ready to come back? How do you take minutes from any of these guys? I mean, it's probably gonna be Terrence Ross, right? Like. But even then, he's only gotten four minutes last night. You said like so. Yeah, he was. He got hurt. I mean, at the end of the day, like Cole Anthony is project was projected by most to be an off the bench, like kind of like backup uh, back backup point guard, right? So he's a hell of a six man. Yeah, like I mean, uh, so if they end up fast tracking that, I don't think anybody's unhappy about that in in Orlando except for Cole Anthony. Um, but uh, I think the reality is, like, when Fultz comes back, does Fultz even have an opportunity to break into this rotation? Yeah. This team is so deep. <laughs> I, I think Fultz is going to end up getting packaged and dealt somewhere. I don't know where, I think Fultz, but... I think Fultz is probably not long for this league, to be honest. A little trip uh, down to Shanghai? kick around for a while. Go play with the uh, Sharks. So yeah, uh, so yeah, that's uh, so maybe the Jack Jumpers. <laughs> Just mm, let it die, Duke. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, that, that's uh, that's it for uh, that's it for the topics. Dejounte, was there anything else that you guys wanted to address at all? Uh, do we want to do Seventy uh, Sixers and Heat schedule talk or? Yeah, I think that that would be good. Um, Baldy, uh, would you want to bring up the uh, schedule for the 76ers for the next 10 games? And we can I already got him. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. ready to go. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. He came prepared for the first Fun time ever. with Baldy. <laughs> it's a wow. solid sounder. That was a fun fact. All right, so what? Today we're recording this Wednesday night, so the next game is Friday against the Knicks. You're talking about the Sixers? Sixers. The Sixers. I think they lose against the Knicks. Embiid's been sick. I do think uh, if he's still not back, they will lose that game. The six, the Knicks have looked I mean, better. They've looked okay this year. They haven't looked great, but they've looked better than the Sixers have. I mean, the uh, the Sixers have looked better without, or the, the Sixers have looked better with Embiid out of the lineup than with him in the in the lineup. To be honest, you see, uh, last game Harden had seventeen assists. It's, it's crazy. Um, I, I do think the Knicks will win that game, though. Uh, Randall has been a little bit more engaged this year. Uh, so I, I think the Knicks will probably take that. All right. Um, what's the next game? Uh, they go from Friday to Monday against Phoenix. Suns. I think the Suns win that Suns game. Suns will I, smoke I, them. Unless, right. unless the Suns are playing Portland, they're going to they're gonna win every game. The the Suns have have been on a tear ever since opening night and their loss to the Blazers. They've been on an absolute tear. They're gonna scorch that time. And the most important part is they're on a tear, and DeAndre even with DeAndre Ayton's injured, right? So even when Booker doesn't have a good game, someone steps up. I, I had I, I had a twenty I had a player prop on Booker getting twenty five points the other night, and uh, yeah. I just gotta say I hate the Suns. I hate your team. It's okay. It's okay. Disappointment. Winners work. Victories. 
Who's next, Baldy? So after their uh, their loss to the Suns, they got a couple days and go to home at home with Atlanta. I think Atlanta picks up at least one of those. I think Atlanta takes them both. I mean, I watched the Raptors play Atlanta. They're not good. <laughs> like, they're like, like they made the Raptors look like uh, they made the Raptors uh, look like the uh, like the Showtime Lakers. Like it was ridiculous what was happening. <laughs> I. Uh... I think Atlanta will be fine. I think that was probably just a bad night. <clears throat> uh, what like uh, I think uh, Trey Young had like the the age old triple triple. What was it? Fifteen points, uh, ten assists, ten turnovers. So I mean, you gotta think at this point they're still kind of getting used to having him and Dejounte sharing the backcourt. The thing is that's crazy. Is Dejounte is amazing. Yeah. Like, when I was watching, yeah. when I was watching Dejounte was Dejounte is the only player. Him and like Hunter were the only players on that roster where I was like, oh man, they they can actually do something. But like you know, Trey Young, like he's gotta get, like he's gotta take less of the ball handling time. Like he needs to not be carrying the ball all the time because, to be honest, like when his shot's not dropping, what's he bringing to the table? You know he's not like he's not like uh, he's obviously a liability on the defensive end, and like his playmaking is not where it was a season or, a season or two seasons ago. But, like, but, he but, was just making mistakes all over the court. I, I I still think that's him just trying to fit in better with Dejounte. I think it'll work itself out. I think there's too much talent there for it to not. So you have him down for two wins over the 76ers. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna stay with at least. I, I think they'll split that home and home myself personally. Uh, Duke, what do you think? I think they split. Uh, Trey Young. So they're playing in New York right now as we record this. And yeah, and they're up by Trae eight Young points. Has, yeah, the, he always does down. great against New York. He loves tearing their heart out of their chest. He's uh, 17 points on 20 shots tonight. So oh shit. Shoot or shoot, oh, baby. Turnover, though. There you go. I mean, well, it's just a guy. You know what that call? You know what they call that? They call that the next defense. All right. Uh, what's up next? <laughs> uh, so they go from Saturday with Atlanta to uh, Sunday at, or I'm sorry, at home against Utah, which also happens to be in this little stretch of games that we're doing. Their lowest ticket price is at eleven dollars. <laughs> I nice. think the Jazz have been better. They'll probably win that game. I haven't got the Sixers winning the damn thing. I mean, I'm just like, for me, like, I, what Duke mentioned last week, when does the wheels come off for the Jazz? And I'm just, I don't know when it when it's going to happen. Uh, but I just feel like it's probably not going to happen against the lowly 76ers. So I'm going to count that as a, a loss for the 76ers as well. Until I see it, that wheel keeps rolling. Yeah. Hey, they've looked Duke, your great. Thoughts? They've looked very good. Markinen's become like a world beater. I thought he what like I fuck? thought he had I, I thought he had turned back into a pumpkin like last week. I even said that on the podcast and then like, you know, all of a sudden he's like, Yeah no, uh, I'm gonna have like three posters in a game and put up 25, uh, 25 a game again, uh, like having like three blocks, like all of a sudden he can play defense like a rim protector. Like it's nuts. Like he's not he's he made leaps with Cleveland last season, but this is a completely different player. Larry can ball, man. Apparently. Is he, is he, you think, most improved player? At this time? So far? Yeah, I at would, this point? Yeah, I mean, it would be hard for me to think of another. It would be hard to, like, maybe, like, 
Maybe like yeah, bowl, fucking bowl. No, I, I think I Mark mean, that's the fair. guy though. Bowl bowl is a, it would be a fair one to call in that one. I mean, to uh, to be completely honest, um, what uh, Pascal Siakam has been able to do um, to begin the season, as compared to where he was last at the beginning of last season, uh, he might he might get it. He might he might be in the conversation to get it a second time. To be honest, um, but yeah, no. Uh, I think Markkanen is probably far and away at this period of time. If he's able to maintain, or even if he has a, like a slight drop off, he'd probably be in line to win it at this period of time. Has anyone won that twice before? No, I don't think so. Can't be right. <laughs> Get on it, Baldy. Well, first, uh, let's go. We'll, we'll look into that later, Baldy. Uh, let's continue on with the schedule talk. Yeah. So after uh, after Utah, they get like five days off, and they go uh, at home against lazy assholes. They don't. They're not playing any games at all. Like it's like three days off here, two days uh, off there, five days. Yeah. Just going through this, like November, they got like I don't know, fifteen games all together, and like, shit. Like Jesus, uh, almost all. How about earning your games. paycheck? So that's so, a plus uh, one. It was the Bucks that they're playing against. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. Bucks will probably win that one. I haven't given them a single win yet. <laughs> yeah, I only have the one Atlanta win. So, so steam rolling right on. They go the uh, the next night against Minnesota, also at home. I think they win that Minnesota game. I think they win that game. Yeah, Minnesota has not been the team that I was expecting them to be. I mean, they were kind of a team I was expecting them to be in the sense that I th- uh, like they were going to be a difficult chemistry fit. Um, but I figured that Chris Finch would figure something out. And it's still a young season, so they they still have lots of time to, to figure it out. But uh, at this period of time, they're not good enough, I don't think. Yeah. Much like the Atlanta thing, I think the talent's there that it's got to make it match a little bit better. It takes time. The issue is, is like how disgruntled are their, t- are their main players going to be by the time that happens? Because it's already like, it already seems like uh, Anthony Edwards is consistently taking shots in the media against uh, against the the construction of the team and everything. Like it is a weird constructed team. Gobert, he was bitching about only taking X amount of shots in Utah. He only had one shot attempt uh, the other night. Yeah, but seven free throws. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, man wants to get and some shots then. He missed his shot attempt, too. He sure so. did. And that, well, I mean, a lot of it too is their ball handler is just not great. Like I was uh, listening to the low post, and they're definitely look. It sounds like they're definitely going to be actively shopping Russell to see if they can bring in a better a better uh, facilitator. Like they mentioned, uh, possibility of uh, flipping uh, fl- flipping like for like uh, Connolly for Russell. Um, I'd be interested in see like you know obviously Rubio's found a home in in Cleveland, but I think that's more of the kind of like playmaker that you're going to be wanting to look at to make this work, particularly with uh, Gobert, particularly in the pick and roll. But yeah, I'm going to say that's a loss for Minnesota. Alright, so they uh, they round out this little five-game homestand uh, against Brooklyn. That's a tough one. It's a tough one because in my head, Brooklyn no longer exists. <laughs> I give that one to the Sixers. I think they'll yeah. win it. I think they're doing a up. Yeah, when you play a fart. When you play a fart. Does, I mean, when you play a fart, you're not going to like Is that a Canadian saying that we're just not familiar with? No. <laughs> There's a fart in the wind. That's all they are to me. Anyways. 
<laughs> Nothing. All right. So after this fart, they go to uh, they go to Charlotte. Okay, they're, uh, gonna, they're gonna probably win against Charlotte. Charlotte's trash. Until Lamella comes back, yeah, they will probably win that game. I don't care how many how many prop how much propaganda I'm getting about how great Dennis Smith Schuster is, or, or Dennis Smith Schuster. What the fuck that was saying? Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> no man, Jamarcus Russell's still five. No, that's, that's the best one. How do you even get Jamarcus Russell? Like that's a- Phil Ivy got me, but that was a good one. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. At least I'm catching on my uh, catching on myself this time around. Like <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking> Schuster. <laughs> Who does yeah, it play for at this point? The Not even Dennis Devin. <laughs> no, <laughs> De- yeah. So Dennis, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, I don't care how much propaganda I see about him. I, that team is still trash. Um, so yeah, that will be a that will be a win for the 76ers. How many more do we have left uh, in the 10, 10 sample? Uh, we got one left, but I'm gonna go with two because they're both at Orlando, back to back. Orlando sweeps. <laughs> I would like to say that, but they can't win games. I, I'm going to say that it's no. a split. <laughs> Orlando will will win one of them. I'm, yeah, I think will they're going to Will it into existence. Will it into existence? That's right. Orlando so sweeps them. So that's uh, so. I have four wins. Uh, I have four wins in th- in ten games. Sandy, you have two, and Duke, I guess you have two as well. I think I got three. <laughs> I have three in a row there. Charlotte. The Wolves and the Nets. I lost my list. Oh, I forgot about the Nets. <laughs> and one of the <laughs> in my um, Orlando's. <laughs> in my account, I, for, I actually forgot about the Nets because I, that's one of the They don't exist do to you. They don't exist to me. <laughs> I actually think we should take those games off of everyone's records. So, like, if you had a win against them, you lose a win. And then if your team happened to have a loss against them, you take that loss away from that team as well. Not that I have any ulterior motive with that at all. No. All right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, uh, so all of a sudden, uh, do we fire Doc? Do you think? When's he gonna go? We've already lost Nash. Doc will be fired after they blow a three-one lead in the playoffs again. You think? Do you think they're gonna? Like, you think they're they're gonna wait that long? I, no, I, that's just I gotta the only be honest, time like, that anyone lets him go. He's got a. He's got a. Uh, a team that's probably going to be fighting for a play-in that should have been in the top three. <laughs> so, I think Doc will he'll talk his way out of there. Seems I mean, he doesn't want to be do. there. It's been like it's clear as day he doesn't want to be there. Um, he but yeah, to call it a career at this point. I mean, he just wants to he just wants to go golfing and like you know you're an old dude go golfing. Yeah. That's what I do. All right. So, uh, do we want to bring up uh, the schedule for the Heat? Yeah, absolutely. So they're uh, they're playing Sacramento right now. It's actually a pretty tight game in the in the fourth quarter. So we'll see how that one goes. Uh, but Friday they play against at Indiana. Uh, are they in Sacramento or are they in Miami? They're in, they're Miami. in Miami right now. All right, Miami will win that game. I mean, they already lost to Sacramento once this season. <laughs> Sacramento matter? wins at home. <laughs> They don't win on the road. That, who gives a shit about Sacramento? That one's already got, that one's going to be done by the time this pod comes out. So wait, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying because you mentioned that they're playing them right now. <laughs> Good Heat win. 
Good so what was the next game, sorry? Uh, Indiana, Friday. Indiana. That's a heat. Uh, that's heat probably won. a heat win. Yeah. yeah. Fair. All right. That was easy. Uh, so Portland on Monday. Miami will win that game. Portland will win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane Sharp's going to embarrass Tyler Hero. Put him on a poster. <laughs> they have uh, two uh, two games at home against Charlotte, back-to-back. They will probably sweep. Yeah, I would imagine they sweep that. If there's a back-to-back that you want this at this period of time, it's going to be Charlotte. Both in Miami, too. Right? And so Charlotte's going to spend Thursday, Friday, and Saturday all in Miami. And just oh god, act like <laughs> I would if I was in Miami. <laughs> James Harden's I mean, what are you going like, to trade it? You're not like why would you like if you're Charlotte? Why would you do anything other than that? It's not like you're playing for the playoffs. <laughs> hey, just remember the Heat don't beat you. Miami does. What a cruel fucking thing to do to any coach. Hey, here's the deal. You're gonna spend a week in Miami. Try and control your super rich twenty something year olds in Miami on a Friday night. You either have half of your team on parole or in prison. So let's figure this out. Oh (laughs) come on, man. That is a bit you keep chirping on. I mean they're they're a bunch of delinquents. Yeah. Uh juveniles. Uh, so after their uh, their long weekend in Miami, they play at home against Phoenix. The Suns will win that game. Yeah. Although Miami's weird, where they always play up to their competition, where they like they'll like mm. lose a game to like a Charlotte, and then they just surprise you with a huge a huge win against some un, uh, unexpected team. I'm um, gonna actually call this one a victory. I think for Miami. I know that's it's so. Probably Miami swept them last year. The Suns are going to get that one back. You think so? Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to go with. They forgot they got swept by them last year. I'm going to. I. I'm going to go with the Heat on this one. I got to be completely honest with you. That okay. is. That is a prime Heat steal a game that they should. Uh, they have no business winning. Uh, kind of game. And I'm going to say the word game again. <laughs> Glad we got that in there. Uh, all right, so then they go on their international travel trip to Toronto. I'm gonna give that one to the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, the the Raptors need to not keep losing to these shitty ass teams that only have victories over the Raptors. <laughs> so I'll give that victory to the Raptors. They should have won the la- uh, the last time they lost to them too. So. All right, and they come down to uh, play at Washington a couple days later. Go Wizards. I uh, I think I like the Heat there. You haven't you haven't been watching the Wizards, have you? Has anybody? Yeah, I, I, I I've watched a couple. I've watched a couple in uh, Porzingis. I uh, I've only been watching He's... Orlando. <laughs> Orlando and Phoenix. That's right. The Jack Jumpers. Uh, uh, and they go to the uh, the great state of Ohio to Cleveland. Great. <laughs> that one's going to be a loss for uh, Miami right. as well. Cleveland will beat that team, yeah. Yeah. Cleveland's looked ridiculously good. Donovan has been in fuego. 
Yeah, no, Donovan Mitchell has not been playing the same uh, same uh, same way that he did in Utah at all. He's actually uh, looked pretty good defensively. We talked Top about we talked defensive about player. Yeah, no, he's we talked about him like obviously being uh, Donovan Olay, letting people just run by him uh, into the lane. We we also talked about the fact that he's mostly predicated on long range and mid range games, and he's been hitting posterizing dunks every friggin' night. I mean, everything that we said about him at the beginning of the year was a hundred percent wrong. At you know this what? Point in time. I have some speculation here. I wonder if Gobert might have asked him to let people into the paint so he could boost those block numbers. Well, get, judging by how close of a relationship they reportedly had, I'm sure he did them a lot of favors. Also, I think, also I think the fact that like uh, that Jared Allen and Mobley both can play mid mid range to long range as well, keeping them out of the post, has really opened up uh, Donovan Mitchell's natural athleticism. He doesn't have to worry about trying to dodge Gobert when he's going into the lane, you know, and whoever's covering Gobert. He's been the human torch. Yeah, it will be interesting because because uh, Garland's been out since the, they played the Raptors. He's apparently back in tonight, so it'll be interesting to see how the they they begin to mesh because they haven't really had a chance to do so yet. But yeah, no, he's been he's been more than what I was expecting. The Knicks should definitely have traded everything they could get for him because if this is what they were going to get, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> no, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> He doesn't want. He doesn't want to be a Nick man. He didn't. You don't think so? I, would you? I mean, that's all he talked about, right? Like be, the, he, his knees would be dead in a year. <laughs> Playing for Tibbs. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nah, I don't uh, think so. I think he's doing. I think he's. I mean, he's having a hell of a year. I just yeah, six no. games in, but still. look, man. When I think to myself as a child growing up, I'm going to be a professional athlete. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to play this sport that I love. I don't think about doing it in Cleveland. I mean, he's a New York that's kid fair. too, right? Like that's a, that's the thing is he uh, his uh, he still goes home to Brooklyn all the time, right? So, so he's going to be the savior man. for the Nets. That's what you're telling me. I mean, it's like the, when they were talking about uh, trades for Durant, that one did seem like it was a, a one that a lot of people were talking about, Donovan for Durant. But What if they traded Donovan for Kyrie? Who says no? <sighs> Whoever gets Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the next. I think next. that's who says no. <laughs> Get off the Nets. Get off the Nets. You're the one that keeps bringing them up. They don't exist to me anymore. Who do they play next, Palsy? Anywho, uh, so the Heat continue their Midwest tour and go to Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, I think the Heat yeah. won that game. Yeah, the Heat's going that game. And to round out these predictions, they uh, they come back home and play Washington twice. Washington will steal one. Yep, one, one for Washington, one for the Heat. Fair. So, it doesn't sound like a, a, a terrible run for the Heat, but I think that's mostly because they got to play Charlotte twice. In these ten games, they play the Wizards three times. They're really Charlie busy November. Twice. They're really burning through that series, huh? They play them three times in like the span of like a week. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> yeah, it's an odd yeah. schedule this year. It's very yeah, weird. There's a lot of a lot of them like that. Where it's like back to backs, back to back, Coleman at the same arena, like two yeah. home games yeah. in it's a row. It's not like a home at home. It's just home. One of the home. 
Yeah, one of the things that they, uh, one of the things that I was reading about it is that they are trying to reduce tra unnecessary travel. So if they can keep them in the same city to do like these multiple like kind of like baseball uh, series is kind of like how they were like um, comparing them. So I think that like that's the logic behind it. But so what if they all just play in the metaverse and they never have to travel again? Well, they're I guess you know, uh, traveling to another plane of existence, right? I would have to that would have to indicate that anybody's actually interested in the metaverse, which reality is indicated is not the case. I know I'm not. Why would it, when you look like this? Why would I want to have a, a cartoon avatar? I, I'm speechless. It's natural. <laughs> so, <laughs> soak it in. Do you remember when? Fultz is going to be back uh, here at the Fultz Court Press pod. We love that guy. So we're looking forward to seeing him play. Hopefully the full season. Hopefully nothing comes up outside of this stub toe. You know what I mean? Buddy, come on, man. You just... The full <laughs> season. The full right season. There. It was right there. Jesus Christ. I, I just did Fultz Court Press. Like, I'm not I know, but like, I mean, if you already were going to do Fultz puns, yeah. man, come on. Go all in. Like, God damn it. <laughs> I can't edit it back in, just so you know. Like, I can't no, make it no, sound no, like no. This, this is funnier. This is funnier. Get a clean take. Just start it now. You're listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. All right. So uh, after sh the schedule talk, we're going into uh, talking uh, tank talk. Recently, uh, we obviously this didn't happen last week. It happened the week before. But Adam Silver was asked about all the teams who are tanking for Wembenyama and different solutions that he he was thinking if he had thought of any solutions uh, to resolve uh, resolve that issue. And he had mentioned how they have been how they have been kicking around how they could implement a relegation system. Relegation. Relegation system. Thank you. Fun facts with Baldy. Um, so you're first a soccer off, guy. <laughs> so first off, uh, for those who aren't familiar with the relegation system, is basically you, if you suck, you get demoted to a worse league, and then the people who are good in the worst league get promoted into the good league uh, every season. Um, at the end of the season, it will be a, a, depending on the type of league. It could be one or two or three or four different teams that could be promoted or uh, promoted or demoted. Uh, depending, um, and the goal is basically to discourage teams from not putting together a competitive roster, um, because there will be consequences such as cash flow consequences because maybe the TV rights aren't as good as the uh, as they are between the two leagues and such. Um, but overall, I think that the and this is commonly found in uh, sports in Europe, particularly soccer. Um, overall, it's been something that people have asked to bring over to North American sports, but North American owners have been obviously reticent uh, because they don't want to uh, risk their guaranteed incomes. Uh, there's not really a lot of incentive for them to sign up for that. Uh, so different types of uh, relegation that I've seen proposed is ones where 
where the uh, where the NBA the highest performing NBA team or lowest performing NBA teams would be demoted down to the G League and the highest performing G League teams would be promoted up to the to the NBA. That obviously doesn't make a lot of sense because most of the G League teams are owned by uh, the NBA teams and therefore there's not really a not really any consequence to, for losing in that situation or you could have a situation where you have uh, a feeder system within the same league which wouldn't make a lot of sense and cause a lot of logistical issues uh, more likely if they were to put anything together they probably have to split the league in half 15 uh, 15 and uh, uh, 15 and 15 and basically one half of the league will eventually be able to compete for a championship and the other half of the league gets to compete for the opportunity to compete for a championship in the future um, but I guess uh, what are you guys' thoughts on relegation and the logistics of implementing it within a, within a league like the NBA? I'm not a fan at all. Go on. I'm just not a fan at all. Specifically for the NBA. I think uh, there's too few players at their talent level to make it worthwhile. Because if you if you're pulling up a team from another league, that team's just gonna get bullied as soon as they get there and get sent right back down. Like, it's the talent is just not gonna be on the same level. It, it doesn't make much sense. Do you have any solutions then for tanking? Uh, I mean, find the shit out of them, I guess. But no, I mean, people are gonna do it. There's not really anything that you can do about it. You know, it's. So, Baldy, you're our basketball guy. Can you tell me what you think uh, uh, think about relegation and how uh, um, and the proposed models that have been discussed for the yeah, NBA? Yeah. So, I heard a I heard a theory about like an internal relegation type deal, where you know within the league, like the the bottom half of the league gets you know less prime time games, less ad revenue, less TV revenue, money, and stuff like that. So you're kind of you know, you're not going back down to the G League where the same NBA owners own the G League teams, uh, but you are kind of, you know, just making less money and getting less yeah, uh, perks, so to say, throughout the season. Um, and I think that's a... It fixes the money problem. I don't know if it fixes the draft issue. Uh, maybe just, like, randomizing the whole lottery altogether, but, I mean, then you get, like, a chance of, like, the number one team getting Wemben however the fuck you say his name uh, and that's not great you know so so I'm, I'm glad you bring up the draft and i think that that's fundamentally where the problem is it's incentivized losing the draft right and the logic there is the fact that we don't want teams to just be hoarding talent we don't want to we want to give the opportunity for smaller market teams to be able to compete with larger market teams and stuff like that um but at the end of the day it's a restriction of labor um, when I when I graduated from university, I get the opportunity to pick where I work. Nobody's like, okay, Kyle, you're here. You go. You're going to go and work uh, for Walmart, and you, now you have to move to Arkansas or something like that. That doesn't make it that doesn't make any sense. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it does, right? Arkansas. It sounds terrible. Like it sounds as, it sounds as terrible as uh, Donovan Mitchell growing up in New York and then being told to go live in, in Salt Lake City. Right, like it's, like it's like, and then wondering why he's always so pissed off all the time. Um, it doesn't like the whole draft concept is not 
uh, not in any way uh, ethical. Um, and I think that we need just to do away with it. I would replace it instead with some uh, like something similar to what you see in uh, baseball when it comes to the international free agents, where you have a pool of money, um, and the maybe the lower you rank in this, in, in, maybe the lower rank you you can uh, you can get a higher percentage of money. That way you can like you can lure players there to play for you with larger paychecks. But at the end of the day, you still would have to put together a culture of success. Because if I'm a player and I see that, you know, if I go to the Sacramento Kings, every rookie who goes there is out of the league in three years. Whereas if I take a little bit less money to go to a team like the Miami Heat, they have a track record of developing players. And then therefore I'm going to be able to earn larger contracts in the future. And there's, there's an incentive for bad teams to still present themselves as a, 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 with a winning culture. You know what I mean? Because you still have to sell what you're going to be doing to these for these players in the future, because most of these players are not making uh, they're not making the generational wealth off of their rookie contracts. They're making it in their se- they're making it in their second contract, right? And you have to get to the second contract. And the real shame is is you see countless examples of bad teams drafting high end talent that accum- that do nothing with them. And those t- that talent either becomes uh, becomes like subpar, or it just falls out of the league altogether, right? If you think about it, like how much better would uh, would Anthony uh, Anthony Davis have been? How much better of a career would he have been if instead of like instead of being shackled to uh, to New Orleans, which has uh, had a history of just wasting talent uh, talent after talent after talent, and he was able to then uh, then go to a different team that may not necessarily have been winning as much, um, they could provide him a uh, provide him a contract that would be relatively uh, relatively comparable, but probably less. But at the same time, work on actually developing him and bringing him uh, bringing him forward as a player. Like, um, so I mean that's that's my solution to tanking, and I think if you were to go with a, rele- a relegation model where you split the leagues, like obviously uh, uh, Baldy, the the model that you discussed there, where they decrease your revenue share when it comes to these contracts and such, I mean that makes sense. Like, I have like uh, like if you're a tanking team, unless you're uh, unless you're like. The Orlando Magic, and you have a bunch of really interesting players. There's a lot of pe- uh, people aren't as interested in watching your games. Therefore, why should you have the same kind of uh, revenue share in that situation, right? So that uh, that makes that- sense. Like you should be punished. You should be punished financially. You should be punished uh, uh, for uh, for uh, for intentionally performing poorly. Uh, you have to create. Uh, you have to create and disincentivize losing right so you have to be able to at some point be able to prove though that a team is actively tanking and not just sorry as hell well i mean if you're just sorry as hell though you shouldn't be like you're still responsible for building that roster you're still responsible for building that system you shouldn't be entitled to the same privileges as other teams that aren't um bad at their jobs you know Hmm. so so sorry if we split the leagues and have a G League and an NBA, and we decide we're going to go to with relegation. At that point, does the number one draft pick go to a G League team? 
Well, once again, uh, that this is another thing. If you're going to be implementing relegation, it really complicates the idea of the draft. It does. Right? And I think that... Uh, I think you'd have to get to you'd have to move to a model where you've eliminated the draft um, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it because I, I think logistically yeah you're like you're bringing all this young talent you're bringing in all this young talent into a lower level that's not going to be able to compete for championships and yeah they're they're going to be like fighting for uh, they're going to be fighting for the right to get it promoted into a league where they can compete for championships but you know you're only going to be able to see the best the best young players two at a, uh, two teams at a time or three teams at a time get promoted into that league right um so they there should be like there there has to there has to be a different way of uh cultivating young talent into your roster so that if you are going to implement this relegation system we're not we're not um punishing the fans um by keeping the best talent out of the best league if that makes sense what do you think yeah. about that, Baldy? Oh, sorry, Duke. You wanted to say something? Well, I was. I mean, I'm. I'm in favor of a pro rail system. Yeah. Um, and also in favor of eliminating the draft. But uh, I think if they did it, like you could not use the G League as is. Hi, Kitty. <laughs> sorry. But uh. <laughs> um. I mean, well, there. I mean, think about it this way. So. If you split the league in two, they're looking at expanding anyway. Seattle, Las Vegas. I mean, you'd have to add cities, franchises, um, and do it that way, I think. I mean, and it would also have to be collectively bargained, um, players and ownership. Um, I mean, I think the implementation is really the biggest hurdle. Um but you only have to do that once. I mean, yeah, you know, you no, I, I think that's going to be the hard part trying to get all the, you know, three quarters owners or whatever the, the split has to be to all agree on it. Yeah, the they have to agree that it's a problem. Is, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, and you're looking I think at it's gotten better. I mean, the competition has, has gotten better top to bottom, but yeah, you're looking at the league right now and you're like, if I looked at, if I looked at the rosters at the beginning of the year, obviously there's like a handful of teams I think are competing for a championship, but I would say the vast majority of them have the opportunity to compete for a play- playoff spot. Um, and uh, and you're looking at maybe three or four, maybe five teams max that are just actively tanking. Obviously we have teams like the Figments of Our Imagination and the Lakers that are, are tanking accidentally. Um, and they're tanking accidentally to give higher draft picks to teams that they traded them to. Um, but, uh, but like actively tanking teams, I mean, realistically, what are we like? I mean, you would say that the San Antonio Spurs were actively tanking, but you wouldn't tell by the record. You would say that the, uh, the Pacers are t- actively tanking, but you know, uh, which you can see by the record, you'd say that, uh, that the, uh, been competitive. The Houston Rockets are actively tanking, um, but the Charlotte Hornets, I think, are accidentally tanking. I don't think that they ever intended for their team to be this bad, but they are because they're a bad management team, and this is another argument for why are we rewarding them like we would be rewarding a team that properly manages a roster and properly manages a system. <laughs> um but you know, I, it, like at the end of the day, I, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you, Duke. You don't see 
we don't see the Philadelphia 76ers um, that we were seeing, um, you know, 10 years ago. So I don't think tanking is as bad of an issue. Obviously, tanking, though, uh, is a big topic because we have this universally regarded high, high-end prospect in Wembenyama, uh, who the NBA is actively trying to tell people you shouldn't tank for, but what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we put all of his games on, uh, on the NBA app so that it can convince people that it's okay if your team is tanking because we're going to try and get, uh, get everybody excited for this guy. Well, I, think the, I think the talent in the league has gotten so much younger. I don't know if it's better scouting on you know on the part of, of teams but you really don't see I mean you still see draft busts but not at the level that you did I mean even a decade ago I don't feel like I mean nah. I have nothing to back that up but I mean you, you do see misses at the top of the draft all the time right like yeah I, I can think of in the last 10 drafts there's probably about four four large misses that come off the top of my head um, in the top in the top three picks, you know, I mean, they, it's it's the draft itself is not a, a guarantee, right? And that's right. and is the draft it's and then the, you have to ask yourself: Are these misses because the players were projected incorrectly, or are these misses because the organization's broken fundamentally, right? When you look at a team like uh, when you look at a team like Golden State Warriors, or you look at a team like. Uh, the Miami Heat, or you look at a team like the Toronto Raptors. You look at the if you look at their roster and where they're sourcing their players from, whether it's from the draft, in the first round, the second round, undrafted free agents, or people who are cut from other teams that they have brought in. You see that their team is largely built around people that they like, people that weren't highly regarded or highly drafted um, in a, in the other leagues and that's because these teams are consistently performing at a level that they don't have the opportunity to pick those players yet you look at a team like uh, you look at a team like uh, um, the New Orleans Pelicans from the Anthony Davis era right we got another cat showing <laughs> cat pod I got my cat sleeping here <laughs> um, but yeah, you see, uh, you see the uh, you see the Pelicans from that uh, from that era, the Anthony D- Davis era. The biggest crime is that they never found anybody to play around that guy, and they had years and years and years to pick that second round pick. They had years and years and years to pick that uh, pick up that undrafted free agent, which is why it's so much different now. What they're doing with Zion, they got their Herberts, they got their uh, they got their Alvarados, right? They're finding these gems, they're developing these players, and they're making them into useful rotation players um and that's what good teams are able to uh, able to do right like bad talent like is so much like i i think the draft is bad not only because it forces people to go to places they may not necessarily want to go but i think the draft is bad because i think it forces us to diminish talent based off of poorly run organizations we take all the best people and we take all the best players in the world and we throw them at the worst organizations in the world and we wonder why some of these players end up not performing at the level that some of these later picks perform at when they go to successful organizations that have shown a history and a background and a dedication to player development and uh, uh, player development and player improvement so in I summation, that, uh, get rid of the draft. Yeah. So I, I saw that uh, the Sixers, right? They just got docked 
with like <laughs> three second round picks or whatever for tampering. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, man, who cares? That's no, it's nothing. It's nothing. That could be a Manu Ginobili. I mean, okay. he, like you talk, you say that, but like, how many, uh, how many second round picks or uh, like uh, second round picks or um, undrafted free agents are turning into quality roster players on sure. teams that aren't operated like the uh, the Seventy Sixers, right? right? Like, I mean, is, those picks off the Seventy Sixers makes like that those don't those don't have any value because their front office isn't very good at doing their job, right? Which is why their team sucks, even though they have all this talent. Um. But like, uh, but like, you look at if you like, those, like if you took those two second round picks away from the Heat, you're talking mm-hmm. about like you're talking about like uh, losing an opportunity to grab a Struess, or you're losing an opportunity to grab that uh, point guard. I can't think of his name right now. It starts with a G. Don't tell half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one second, let me look him up. Hey, am I heard? Yep. yep. So while you're looking it up, uh, as an aside here, in our proud history of technical difficulties, this app has fucking destroyed my battery. So I had to unplug my headphones and plug my charger in. Okay. Did I sound okay still or what? Yeah, you still sound good. You sound fine. Right, just making sure. Gabe Vincent is the name Gabe I was thinking of. Gabriel. Yeah, like like you look at a team like the Heat, those, those second round picks they can actually be valuable, right? right? So I mean, like, the the thing is, is like, yeah, no, I mean, dr- taking draft picks away from a crappy organization in general is not really a punishment. Like when you look at when uh, not like not to say that the Suns are a crappy organization or anything oh. like that, but like when you when you listen to what jo- uh, like uh, what their general manager had said last uh, before the last draft, saying that they don't value draft picks because they never pan out anyways. You know, like I mean, that's. That ha- that has more to do with the investment that you're putting into that scouting. It has more to do with the investment that you put into player development. It has more to do with the investment you have um, in an in a culture of accountability, right? So, and you you see organization after organization consistently hit on these pr- uh, picks, no matter where they are in the draft. And then you see organizations that consistently take talent that is widely considered to have been uh, highly sought after or highly valuable and squander it. And that that should be like a player shouldn't be sentenced to uh, to play um, for the Charlotte Hornets, for instance, right? Like you shouldn't like that should be something you have the opportunity to choose. It's like oh, the Charlotte Hornets they're going to have a little bit more money, and maybe that makes more sense for me. But at the end of the day, I know I can get a second contract if I go to Team X if I take a little bit less money. And that, that that's it. like giving people that opportunity to make those decisions still it still incentivize losing in a sense where you give them more opportunity like more money to lure players into your organization. But I'm gonna tell you like if the Kings have if the Sacramento Kings have the most uh, free agent money uh, like uh, rookie free agent money available, do I still do I think they're gonna be able to sign Paulo Bancaro over uh, over a team that might be able to uh, might be able to provide a little bit less, but at the same time has a track record of success? I'm gonna probably say no to that, right? Like, um, and then we can start saving some of these young, talented prospects from these organizations that are unable to develop people and they're consistently uh, consistently showing that all they want to do is squander talent. Agree. I 
Time will tell, but it's, it's, it's not going to be easy to make a change on something like that. It just It's an institution, the draft is. Like, the, the TV money from the broadcast of it and all the hype around it and the speculation and all of that shit. That's, no, that's it's that's the that's the number one thing, and like I was thinking about this, and you could make it a rookie signing day. Like you you have you have a similar thing for signing day in college. Um, you just have everybody in the same place, and that's you know have the de- have the deals like uh, like have like signing day deals where you know uh, rookie free agent money gets traded traded from one per- uh, one team to another, and there's players getting named, and you know they uh, they they get people uh, they can. They have these like they have like this tampering period or something like that beforehand where you're able to talk to them yep. but you're not able to sign any contracts and then you have the rookie rookie signing day contra- uh, where all the contracts are signed you can have your pictures taken with everybody they do their interview circuit blah 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 you can still make it a spectacle it's uh, like spe- like the it's not like it's not even like the draft itself has a lot of anticipation behind it anymore either there's very rarely do you see people getting taken out of nowhere that no one had anticipated um being taken right um so it it's so it's not like uh it, it's not like the television project uh, pro- product itself requires you to have uh to have like anticipation built into it what the television pro- uh, uh, project has is a bunch of kids being able to achieve their dreams and you can have them dress up in their fancy outfits you can have them uh, you can have them do uh, do the interviews you can have them ha- say all the cliche bits that everybody eats up and loves but that's the reason why we watch the draft it's less about like being like oh wow that player came out of nowhere it's more about let's let's just watch all these people achieve their dreams simultaneously <laughs> Let me like an upscale job fair. Let me clarify here. When I'm talking about the TV product, I'm talking about the draft lottery. Are we going to see Dan Gilbert's kid get another first round pick? Are the Knicks going to sneak into the top three? That's that's where the excitement's at. You think there's a lot of a lot of people watching the draft lottery though? I do. I mean, they only they only really recently actually made it a television event. Like well, I think five years well, ago. <laughs> I take it back. I did, and then the Suns got good, and they're not yeah. in the lottery anymore. So now I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't. I haven't watched the lottery. Uh, even like when the even when the Raptors were up for the first round pick, I didn't even watch it. Like and that was about two seasons ago, right? When they ended up getting fifth for Scotty Barnes, or fourth, sorry, for Scotty Barnes. So yeah, I mean that's uh that's my thought process on uh, on dealing with tanking. I think the relegation model has potential. I'm not sure logistically if it, it's something that would ever be accepted by the uh, by estab- an established league. Um, I mean we see it already with MLS. MLS has like what 50 teams or something stupid like that. They have way too many that's teams right. already. <laughs> they have way too many teams already. They ha- they're perfectly it's- positioned to split that thing in half and create uh, create a relegation system. And soccer is a, a sport where that's uh, what the fans are accustomed to seeing, and yet it's not something that will be accepted. Uh, it's not something that you can get past in MLS. So if you can't even get it there, I doubt you're ever going to get it in, a, in an established uh, sport like MLS or MLB, uh, MLB or uh, NBA. Do you remember when? I, I, and nobody could hear me. I heard somebody say something about Charles Manson. Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, what the so hell is I that? read it like I said to the, like I said to the boys. Um, 
<laughs> I, I read a tweet today, and I assume it was true because all tweets are true. All t- tweets that I read are facts. I read a tweet today from an unverified account uh, <laughs> that said Angela Lansbury had a, had a teenage daughter when she was living in Hollywood. She had a teenage daughter who was uh, who was like um, being lured in by an older man, and he had encouraged her to steal food and money from her parents for him and such and as a result they just picked up and moved to the UK because I guess that's what you do when you're Angela Lansbury and, and they found out later it was it was Charles Manson yeah. I'm trying not to fucking laugh and blow you know, the story the story checks out there's a lot of links <laughs> I, know, yeah, I just googled it and like there's a variety link and everything like there's <laughs> This might well, actually be true. <laughs> How do you what you think the Twitter just up. makes shit up? It was on the twi- it was on twitter.com guys. No one no lies on Twitter. That's facts. You're listening to the Fool Court Press podcast. We should uh segue immediately from MLS talk to Baldy Stalker second as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Yeah, that works out well. Uh, so soccer seconds, World Cup again. It's I'm, yeah, what twenty eight days away, twenty nine days away. I don't know, counting. Uh, it's okay. in Qatar, as we all know. Uh, they've had their huge personal rights stuff, uh, and the UK foreign secretary came out this past week saying that uh, LGBTQ football fans going to Qatar should show respect for Qatar uh, and uh, not do any public displays because it's you know being part of lgbtq is uh illegal there and can face fines uh prosecution all that stuff uh and actually said these words please do be respectful of the host nation uh i just thought i was incredibly tone deaf and just wild uh i don't know I know there's a whole lot of like morality things going on with the world cup that it's it's you know if if you boycott it then fucking yeah like that's a good reason too, but I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of a I downer. Guess my question, sorry. Uh, I guess my question for you, Sandy, is uh, or uh, Sandy. Sandy, sorry, Baldy. Um, uh, he he did the thing. He mixed people up. <laughs> I mean, I'm editing all of this out. <laughs> I guess the question is, is like when, like, is this something that you're going to be uh, like? Um, are you going to be 100 percent invested in this World Cup? I mean, so I'm still going to watch it. Uh, am I happy about it? No. Uh, I don't know. I'm super conflicted about it. Uh, I don't feel great take? about watching it. What, like, like, another, like, I'm not, like, coming at it like a judgment. Yeah, yeah, I just, I literally want to know, like, like, what would it take for us to not buy into this crap? Like, you know, like, it's I the think, same thing, like, it's the same thing with Kyrie and stuff like that and, like, how the league is handling that. It's the same thing with, like, the constant, like, spousal abuses, uh, the molesters and such that we, we see constantly getting rewarded time and time again in our own sports. What does it take all. for us to actually get to a point where we're not going to in, 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 take it anymore? Well, I think it's tough. Like, at the, at the consumer level, you kind of, like, you're kind of stuck. Like, if you don't watch it, then you're just not going to watch it. It's not going to change anything. Like, one yeah. out of you know, 48 million people that are going to watch this thing. Um, so, like, I'm, there's a couple teams that have come out and said that they are going to do some sort of demonstration, or I think it's the... Um, oh, I'm going to fuck this up. I think the Dutch team that's not having any sponsor, or, or I'm sorry, any, like, 
logo or anything on the front because they don't want to be uh, associated with it. Um, the U.S. men's national team hasn't come out and said that they are specifically doing anything. I'm holding out hope that they that they will. Uh, but I mean, and the in the uh, the U.K. team, I believe, or the the English team is uh, they're they're wearing an armband that says "One Love" or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw that too. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it, it really has to be somewhere higher up in the chain than uh, the consumer to do something. Uh, maybe FIFA, who accepted billions of dollars as a bribe to do this, should do something. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, like, that's a thought. Like it was, it, like, am, am I incorrect in, uh, in my, am, am I incorrect when I say that it was awarded to them fraudulently? Oh, absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's um there's a, a podcast series uh, and I forget the name uh, that goes through all of this and it's like the teams they all meet in a city uh, and all the host countries or potential host countries make their bid to uh, to FIFA and you can you know that Qatar goes into this room with the FIFA officials and everybody just leaves that room just smiling like they just got a billion dollars because uh, they did um, yeah it's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bullshit that like uh, that that even though everyone knows that it was uh, rewarded illegally, that we had to still go through all of this. Yeah, and now now we have to make a decision, right? Like I, I heard, like they they're allowing journalists in, but journalists aren't allowed to go to certain parts. They are not allowed to talk to the talk to the uh, migrant workers that have been dying yeah. making these stadiums, and uh, you know. The fact that they had to move the World Cup from the summer months into the middle of all of the European seasons because uh, if they played in the summer, it would just kill everybody because it's like 150 degrees in the country. Right. And there's no business playing soccer in uh, soccer there at all. The fact that the uh, the country is the size of a mid-sized sedan and can't fit <laughs> all the uh, all the stadiums in it. Like I mean, it's just it's just so like it's such garbage. Yeah, I mean, even in the winter, um, I don't know the uh, the average temperature, but I know it's hot enough that they've installed like these gigantic outdoor AC units on the sides of all the pitches uh, to just literally just blow cold air into the atmosphere for these people. It, it's just wild. Looks like one of us had some technical difficulty. Oh, did we lose somebody? I think we lost Sandy. Um, but it, you were saying Duke. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, uh, I was saying <laughs> we can all sleep better knowing that the English national team is going to be wearing armbands and fixing everything. Yeah, no. At least, <laughs> at least they have. Uh, at least we know that they support at least one love. Um, Why not multiple love though? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. What uh, what is Qatar's uh, laws on polygamy? I have no idea. Two love. I can't imagine they're very progressive. Um, <laughs> also, and just I'm, I'm just gonna say, hey, you're back. Also, I'm gonna no say that. About it. <laughs> also, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna end the, uh, end my thoughts on this uh, World Cup, saying that if uh, if um, if Davis isn't able to play because he got kicked in the head, this whole thing's a fraud. What kick? And it shouldn't. Oh my god, that was fantastic. I don't think he was even carded. Uh, the Dortmund player starts with a B or something like that. Yeah, uh, he's, like, yeah. he's like the superstar for the English team too. That's the other oh, thing. Yeah. He's gonna be playing there at the World Cup with his, yeah. with with Davis's blood still on his foot. Right, as Davis has a broken face from getting yeah a yeah. brain contusion. <laughs> 
because the guy couldn't tell the difference between his head and a ball. Right now, I have brain confusion. <laughs> what happened? Your your line dropped. You, you dropped uh, out. Um, are you guys familiar with uh, the um, the negotiations that are ongoing right now uh, with the players' union and the NBA regarding extending the CBA? Um, and the fact that the NBA, as a result, idea, uh, probably because of Balmer spending a bunch of money and uh, the Golden State Warriors spending a bunch of money in the luxury tax, they want to introduce a hard cap into the NBA. So, the only thing I know is that uh, I see the impending doom about lockout talk again. But um, I, I haven't really read much into it because when this stuff comes out, I always just assume it'll get worked out quick enough for they won't miss much time because everyone wants their money. And, you know, I, I just kind of ignore it. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, at this point in time, there is a soft a soft cap uh, in the NBA. They have a heavily punitive uh, luxury tax. Uh, Golden State Warriors are spending uh, are going to be spending almost a half a billion dollars in luxury tax alone next season, not including salaries. Um as it stands so i mean at the end of the day like the owners are upset over their revenue sharing model and they can't be trusted uh internally they can't trust themselves internally to compete for salaries which is why they put all these measures in to begin with and now they're upset that other owners are willing to or able to properly run franchises that will be able to finance these salary uh, salaries and such so they have to put in further restrictions uh once again you know this is just more bullshit and it's going to end up passing, probably, because all this stuff always ends up passing. Um, but, you know, just more more rights being taken away from labor. And uh, I think we should all be pissed off and miserable about it. Passes like a kidney stone. You guys have any thoughts, uh, Baldy or Duke? I, I, don't, I don't think the players will agree to it. They have no reason to. But... I mean, you never know. I don't know. I feel like this comes up every every uh, CBA um, pre-negotiation. But, you know, I mean, it's what, we're two two years out from it, right? I mean, or a year out? I think it's, uh, yeah. Next, it, after next season. I think. I think, yeah, I think that the reason why um, this has a little bit more legs is because everyone's grumpy over the fact that Golden State Warriors won the championship last year. And they had an inst- had the highest payroll. Even though e- even though they lost what against the Raptors, they didn't make the playoffs for two straight years. Um, we have to we have to ina- naturally assume because they have the highest luxury tax bill that automatically means they're going to win championships. And it's another example of poor franchises who aren't willing to spend money, invest in their franchises, and build uh, build and develop talent. What they wanted to have happen is they wanted players like Poole and they wanted players like Wiggins with the, uh, that the uh, Golden State Warriors had developed into solid role players and starting players within rosters. They wanted to be able to poach them from them, so that uh, but instead the Golden State Warriors rewarded their players that they were developing and that they developed internally. Um, with uh, properly marketed contracts. And uh, we have to stop them from being able to reward players who earn that so that teams that aren't capable of doing that can steal those players from them. That's the, that's the point, of, uh, that's the point of, the, of putting in the hard cap, just so we're all aware. Can I uh, 
Are you giving the Warriors credit for the development of Andrew Wiggins? I mean, if you saw what he was before and you saw what he was afterwards, you can't give the Minnesota Timberwolves the credit, can you? It's, it's, how, how long has he been in the league now? Six years? I don't have seven? seven uh, yeah, eight six, years? Yeah, six, eight? Or seven, uh, six or seven. He's on his third contract now, so whatever that whatever that means. Um, you can't give them the credit. Oh, 100% you can. His three-point three shooting like, jumped way up by going over there. His defensive rating jumped way up by going over there. He became a shutdown defender, which he was a he was a, uh, he was was a a turnstile before when he was in uh, Minnesota. Like, they 100% turned him into a completely different player. Um, so it definitely has everything to do with their player development. Andrew Wiggins is going to be making $30 million a year for the next four years, when previously, uh, if he stayed in Minnesota, his next contract would probably, he'd be lucky to get mid-level exception. He, his reputation was absolute shit. No one thought he was any good at anything, and they never thought that you would be able to win a championship with him being your second or even third best player on the roster, and the Golden State Warriors proved that he could be. So, I, I 100% disagree with you. His uh, uh, He has made he improved leaps and bounds by going to that organization and they deserve all the credit in the credit in the world for what they did with him uh, i think you got to give the credit to jimmy butler okay it it, it, it took a yeah, while I mean, it, that practice but finally those less famed warrior they sunk yeah. Yeah, you gotta give him credit because he made it. He made it so it was so toxic to even have him stay in Minnesota that they would trade him to the Golden right. State Warriors, where they teach him how to play basketball. Uh, so, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Jimmy Butler, the hero that we all wanted but never, never needed. Um, give him the credit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, once again, though. Uh, this uh, the the lockout. If the lockout happens, if the hard cap happens, it's because uh, the hard cap is put in place because other owners are jealous of the fact that they don't want to uh, that they're unable to properly invest in their organizations, and therefore develop these players, and are then upset when they're not able to poach those the said developed players from teams that actually put the time and uh, time and energy into investing into their programs. So now, uh, now we're going over to everybody's favorite segment. Duke's movie review. So just to recap, from the first movie review, Duke was able to provide us a pretty good review of the first half of Paranorman. Then he came uh, came out with a follow-up to that by not watching the second half of Paranorman, but instead watching the trailer for Paranorman, <laughs> which he also said was pretty good. So Duke, the question on everybody's mind is... Did you watch the second half of Paranorman? So here's the thing. Oh. I, uh, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I, I didn't really have the time. It's a busy week, man. Halloween. How, how long is the second half? Is this like 45 minutes that you need to, dude, you need to spend Halloween. watching this movie? <laughs> I mean, Perfect time to watch a creepy movie, dude. We have, <laughs> we have expectations that the listeners have. They've been waiting on edge oh, for the weird. last two weeks. As I've said, I'm I'm giving this segment the respect it deserves. <laughs> Demand. I'm about to give you the disrespect you deserve. So here's the thing. So I I'm gonna get to it. So what I did, I read the Paranorman Wikipedia page <laughs> to get caught up on the first half <laughs> that I uh, you already, already watched. watched? Yeah. 
so, read the first half of the Wikipedia page that you can't already read the watched. Second half, it'll spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> just just to way, just to recap, how many movies did you watch on on Halloween? I saw like five or six listed on that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to litigate my time? <laughs> I think we're fine. <laughs> you need to be punching the clock, man. Right. So, <laughs> do you guys know John Goodman's in this movie? I, no, I, 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 I was I waiting for the movie review to, to find out. but I wouldn't know yeah. shit because you haven't told us anything. <laughs> Only last week did you actually let us know it was a Pixar movie. Well, spoiler alert, in the first half of the movie he dies. Oh, His God. character dies. That's not, not good at Goodman. all, man. God, God That's Goodman's not good, alive. man. <laughs> I didn't know it was him. Nailed it. He's a great actor. Good voice actor, obviously. Oh, man. <laughs> so... I'm ready. I'm ready to watch the second half now. Okay. So how was the uh, How was the Wikipedia page? I mean, it was well written. Okay. I mean, would you say it was I pretty good? Uh, there was There was nothing on there that was like. Yeah, it was pretty good. There's <laughs> nothing on there. Citate. No citation needed. So. Did you pick up words. Um, you know, well sourced. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Nice. You gotta Did love you a good, good Wikipedia also, page. Are you gonna do any edits on it? Do you think? I mean, maybe to the first half of it. But, uh, yeah, it was nominated for an Academy Award Best Animated Feature. Oh, my God. The Wikipedia page? No, the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know they had those for Wikipedia pages. I was yeah. surprised. Lost to uh, Pixar's Brave. So Pixar mm. on Pixar crime. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. No, no, this isn't a Pixar film. You told us last week it was a Pixar film. I, de- I did not. No, you definitely I never did. did. The The production company is Leica Animation Studio. And then you said they were with Pixar. You followed no, it up with that. No, I never said that. So, let me get this right. Since that first review, you've had a pair of weeks with your pair of eyes on Paranorman. And you haven't yet. <laughs> You'll, uh, Sandy, I'm I beginning mean, I, to think no, that I, I if you don't make half. bad puns, you'll disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I posted earlier and I disappeared. That's why he dropped off earlier. <laughs> He's like, I haven't said a pun in 15 minutes. <laughs> that dissipated into the air. Yeah, I have a contract with hell. Hi, Art. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. All right. Well, uh, thank what you. What do we have? <laughs> it. That's it. We nailed it. That shit. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for tuning in for another episode of the Full Court Press podcast. Uh, this is Lufo. You were listening to Duke, Sandy, and Baldy. Oh, we got a finger up. Yeah. Uh, should we give out the voicemail? Uh, we haven't done the message yet, have we? No. This is all staying in. I got a way. message. Fuck Australia. Wow. You can't go like a whole like thirty minutes without just putting someone on blast, huh? No. I mean, <laughs> our our one listener in Australia is gonna be super upset now. We don't have any. Well, I'm sorry, Morgan. And we never will with that attitude. (laughs) 
We 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 did our outreach. That's a good one. Where were and we those at? bastards rejected us. So we cut the segments. We even left it out. We even left out a San, a Sandy's taboo topics from the rundown. This is the first time we weren't trolling oh, Sandy. Dude, you had a you had a Phoenix Suns question for me. We'll get to it some other day. All right. <laughs> Apologies to the Suns. Just keep that one in the tank. All right. All right. Well, thank, uh, let's try this. Uh, let's try this a third time then. <laughs> and go. Thank you for calling. <laughs> thank you for calling. Fourth time. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Full Court Press podcast. Uh, you're listening. Uh, I'm Lufa. You're listening to Duke, Baldy, and Sandy. Uh, you can follow us at F Court Press on Twitter as well. Uh, if you'd like us to talk about anything, you can always tweet the hashtag FCP Rundown. Uh, please uh, like and subscribe. Recommend to your least favorite uncles, maybe uh, a disgruntled coworker. Um, let's get these. Uh, let's get this uh, podcast shared. Uh, we love talking to you guys. We definitely want to do a lot more of it. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. You have a great day. Peace. Don't call me Sandy. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, can can you just edit it no, in after? Uh, I guess. Yeah, not. I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to do all the editing. Yeah, no. none of the sounds are working. Lame. They only work in the preview mode, not in the actual. The mode. whole purpose of using this, I thought, huh? Well, we had such a like, we had such a great time with the soundboard last time. I don't is it because it. I'm oh. here? I assume that's it. It is. You're the only <laughs> I assume so. You're the only thing that's different. Here, so. <laughs> the only thing that's different here. Not one of us. Dude, dude. One or all. All, all right, on. so. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're so going to start. Oh, for fuck's sakes, I hate all of you. You know what? Somebody else need this thing. Fuck you. I'm going, I'm going on strike. Everything will be fine. <laughs> the snort from Baldi. Oh is my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an evening! You gotta leave it in at this point. Yeah, I know. All of this is gonna have to go in as the bonus content or something like that. Well, including Baldi talking about twisting his knobs. We don't have any sponsors to keep happy. We're good. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see what? <laughs> did you see what I shared in Discord earlier, pal? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't uh, know. I didn't read it. <laughs> I like how Twitter also has like this thing now. Like you like retweet tweet an article that you didn't click on. It's like, are you sure you want to retweet this? Have you read this? I didn't retweet it's it like, for the record. <laughs> I'm like, it's like Twitter. I don't need your fucking judgment, okay? I'll do what I want to do. Oh man. Trying to look to see what it was now. I missed it. Look, man. Trying to get on my pillow sponsorship. I, I see <laughs> the word Crowder trending on Twitter, and I'm so obsessed. I'm just thinking, oh shit, maybe Jay Crowder got traded. You know how you figure out if somebody gets traded in the NBA on Twitter? Woj alerts. Woj or Shams alerts. I Shams. Shams. Yeah. So. So you don't have to worry about looking at trending uh, uh, trending items and accidentally sh- uh, sharing misinformation about the pandemic.
<laughs> Give me a one. For future reference. Do you think Elon gets that same little warning when he uh, shares stuff from the Santa Monica, whatever the fuck it was? <laughs> you're, you're, you're lucky I can't change my picture to Aaron Rodgers mid-call mid, mid there. <laughs>